0: The New Orleans Saints get the bounce-back victory that they needed in New England. We're going to talk about the big moments, the stars of this win, and we'll also give out game balls at all three phases of the game and talk about what we learned from this big win for the New Orleans Saints. All of that and a little bit of yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into this Victory Monday episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, free and on all platforms on Locked on Saints, the New Orleans Saints get their 28-13 victory, 15-point deficit when there were road underdogs traveling to Boston over the New England Patriots. Exactly what it is that the doctor prescribed as the Saints tried to bounce back after a disappointing loss to division rival Carolina Panthers in Charlotte last week. The Saints opened up scoring in this one with great communication. You know, still saw a little bit of struggle over on the offensive line, which is going to happen with your you know center making only his second career start at that position, but Jameis Winston hanging back in the pocket, hitting Alvin Kamara over the middle of the field with a nice Texas route or angle route out of the backfield, a staple for the New Orleans Saints offense since the Sean Payton and Drew Brees era began. Great to see that type of connection between Jameis Winston and Alvin Kamara setting up the Saints to take that 7-0 lead early on in the game. We then watched the Saints miss A pair of field goals, despite getting into some favorable field position and some favorable uh, situations there, Aldrick Rosas, safe to say, not going to be on the team next week. We all know Sean Payton does not have the patience for missed field goals, and especially considering that as long as his recovery has gone well, Will Lutz is eligible to return to the team as early as tomorrow and could be back on the field for week four. So we'll see if he ends up making his return to the Saints roster, but either way, Hard to believe that Aldrick Rosas is going to be back around after missing a couple of manageable field goals in this game. Jameis Winston would then go on to toss his second touchdown of the day and his final touchdown of the day to Marquez Calloway in the back of the end zone. A play that he said came all the way down to God. He said as he was being sacked. He was just trying to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone. And Marquez Callaway was able to make a play on it. Comes down, secures his first career touchdown reception. So Jameis Winston, two touchdowns in this game no interceptions, but only 21 passes attempted. Feels very much like what you saw the first week of the season with the Green Bay Packers. That theme continues to run. We'll talk about why here in, in just a moment because I'm ready to get to the second half here because the Patriots opened up after getting a field goal late in the first half, opened up the second half, putting points on the board for the New Orleans Saints. Mac Jones ends up throwing a pass to Jonu Smith. W. Smith was targeted six times in this game, only one Reception, however, had several drops in this one, kind of uncharacteristic for the tight end, but the Saints needed to take the tight ends out of this game, and they absolutely did. Johnny Smith drops that pass, it bounces off of him and into the waiting hands of Malcolm Jenkins, which ends up being brought back to the house for Malcolm Jenkins' seventh career pick six off of 21 career interceptions. That is 33% of Malcolm Jenkins interceptions heading back the other way to pay dirt and this one. Benefiting the New Orleans Saints here in this game, putting them up 21 to 3. The multi Pro Bowl, multi-super bowl veteran safety coming up with a huge play for the Saints. They would then go on to give up 10 straight points to the New England Patriots, including a bit of a wild play. Mac Jones just kind of throws a YOLO ball up, a feeling big time heat from the New Orleans Saints defense, which we'll talk more about because they got a ton of pressure on the quarterback, which was one of our keys to victory. And we saw it all come to fruition today. He ends up heaving up a pass and a prayer. And Kendrick Bourne just makes a great play on it, even though Paul Sinadibo was in position and, you know, didn't give anything up. Just Kendrick Bourne wanted that ball a little bit more, comes down with it, finds his way into the end zone. But the Saints ice the game with a fantastic drive that gives you exactly what the new identity of the New Orleans Saints, at least to start off this season, absolutely is. 13 plays, 75-yard drive, 6 minutes and 40-plus seconds coming off the clock here. 10 of those 13 plays were run plays. The Saints gaining 55 yards on the ground in that one drive, which is more rushing yards than the New England Patriots had in the entire game and more rushing yards than the New Orleans Saints had last week against the Carolina Panthers in that entire game as well, capped off with a quarterback power to the right side, patented play by the New Orleans Saints, a staple in their offense with Taysom Hill getting into the end zone to give them the 28-13 to 13 victory, which would later be iced by a late interception by Marshawn Lattimore to put the game away. That interception, that pressure, the other pick six, it just leads us right to the star of this game for New Orleans, and it was the New Orleans Saints Defense, two sacks in this game. Both C.J. Gardner and Tono Passanio, who both missed last week, returned in today's game. C.J. Gardner Johnson all over the defense. Tono Passanio made plays all over the defensive line. So great to have both of those pieces back. We talked about Tono Passanio being one of the most underrated offense, uh, excuse me, offseason moves for the Saints during the offseason, and he's so far proving to be. It was great to have him back in action today. CJ Gardner Johnson, we mentioned being the most important player on defense, made a ton of plays all over the place. Was a great pressure player, great in the run game. Made some plays in the uh, in pass coverage as well. He had eleven total hits on Mac Jones, including three by veteran pass rusher Cam Jordan, who looked much better in this game than maybe you would expect him to have looked over these past few matchups. They also took away the tight ends, as we mentioned. James White, unfortunately, a, a you know a bit of a security blanket for Mac Jones and the, the New England offense. He ended up getting carted off the field with an unfortunate injury, but it ended up opening up more opportunities for the Saints pass rush to get back there because James White's literally good at everything. You can throw to him, you can run with him, and he's a great pass protector as well. But only 49 rushing yards on the ground for New England, 2.9 yards per carry throughout this game. So the Saints remain dominant in the ground game. Three interceptions. We talked about the Malcolm Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore one. You had one also from P.J. Williams. And of course, you had the game sealed by an interception from Lattimore. And you saw how much it, it made a big impact getting all the starters back over on the defensive side or as many as were healthy, getting the coaches back on the sideline. Two interesting decisions by the New Orleans Saints. As we expected, they did start Pete Werner over Zach Bond at the second level. Zach Bond only six defensive snaps during this game. And they also started Paul Adebo over Bradley Roby, who I think did enough yet again to earn his role as a continued starter going into next week, even though he gave up the touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. But again, he was in good position. He just simply, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. It's that simple. But man, Marshawn Lattimore, getting him back in the lineup was fantastic for this team. I don't believe he gave up a catch. We'll see once we get the tape, uh, probably on Tuesday. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. The Saints also added some great special teams play as well, except for the missed field goals by Aldrich Rosas. But great day in the return game from Deontay Harris. One uh, you know, lack lackadaisical punt from Blake Gillikin that you wish would have been a little bit bigger. I think it was only 35, 37 yards. But opposite that, he continued to boom these punts. And we also saw a blocked punt by uh, Andrew Dowell. One day removed from the 15-year anniversary of rebirth. Andrew Dowell getting in the backfield and getting a punt block there for the New Orleans Saints, setting them up in great field position. So the Saints special teams defense, offense, all had some highlights. We'll talk about game balls up next, but first I want to mention that the New Orleans Saints are building on an identity that we're going to be talking about later on in the episode. We've learned something new about New Orleans, and uh, their identity is very different than maybe we expected it to be to open up the season. Next week, the Saints could get Traquan Smith, Will Lutz, and other players back. They're finally going to open up Dome Field Advantage 28 days on the road. The team is on its way back there in the air as I'm recording this back to New Orleans for the first time since they evacuated for Hurricane Ida. They'll open up home field play at the Caesar Superdome against the New York Giants. Mario Davis, who had his second game in a row with 10 plus tackles, phenomenal in this game. He ended up opening up the game in his pregame huddle, getting everybody hype by reminding them that they are playing for the city and that the city is on their back. They end up doing well with that with a W and will now head back home to New Orleans to the Crescent City in the Caesar Superdome for the first time since late August when they evacuated for Hurricane Ida to open up play in front of the Houdat Nation for the first time this season. And we're very, very excited to finally see that element of the game return. For New orleans All right, y'all coming up next, we're going to give out some game balls, celebrate some individual performances in all three phases of the game. Before we continue on with today's episode, I want to tell you about the Get Upside app. This thing is incredible. Uh, I, I've been doing a lot of driving a lot more, right? We're driving to football games now. We're going to work. We're going to see friends. We're going out for dinner. That's all fine and dandy, but it also means you got to put some gas in the tank every now and then for your vehicle. So with the Get Upside app, if you go and download it today, you can start getting 25 cents back per gallon on each fill up. This is awesome. Some folks are getting 200 $300 back per month because of this app. So no more having to drive around and try to find the cheapest gas station to save yourself five cents. No matter where you go, you're saving at least a quarter per gallon. And if you use the promo code touchdown, when you sign up, for that first fill up, you'll save 50 cents per gallon. So go and check them out. You can find it in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. It's a free app to download. And don't forget that promo code Touchdown to get 50 cents back per gallon, 25 cents back per gallon on each fill up after that. Once again, that's promo code touchdown on the get upside app. And with all of that money that you're getting back, you could go over and get in on the action with our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, the New Orleans Saints. We're minus two and a half point underdogs, or I guess plus two and a half point underdogs for this game. End up with a 15 point victory on the road at the New England Patriots. So you might have done well with that bet. Keep an eye out on what's going on with the Saints and Giants as the Saints will host the Giants next week and see if you can get in on the spread, the money line, the over under, wherever it is that you want to get in on, player props. And they have all of that, not only for the NFL, but also for the MLB, which is currently in action. You can even get in on. Uh, end of year awards in the NBA, there's a bunch of stuff for UFC, mixed martial arts, all of that as well, and of course, your favorite Vegas casino games as well. And don't just go and like sign up for something all willy-nilly and get started. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 so that on your first deposit you can get a 100% welcome bonus. You start off with 100 bucks, they give you an extra 100, then you've got $200 to put on your beloved Saints or whatever else that you want to get in on over at BetOnline.ag. Once again, that's promo code NFL100 at BetOnline.ag for the 100% welcome bonus. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Alright family, it's Locked on Saints and thank you again for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Remember we're here with you every single Monday through Friday. Did a little bonus episode on Saturday last week. We'll probably do that again this week here on Locked on Saints. Remember we're free and on all platforms as well including YouTube and your favorite podcasting platforms if you need to take us on the go. So I want to start off now and and continue on talking about this game, which we'll continue to do all week, right? We'll go to analytics. We'll go to film. We'll go to more individual performances, but I want to start off with sort of game balls next on all three phases of the game for the Saints. We'll go one by one here and give one game ball out per phase. I want to start on the offensive side. And of course, we're going to go with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, we said was going to be The most important player on the field for the offense, just like we said, C.J. gardner johnson was going to be the most important player on the defense. And the game certainly went that way as the Saints went to Alvin Kamara early and often. Remember, he only had two carries in the entire first half against the Carolina Panthers. They got through that very quickly uh, for this game against the uh, New England Patriots. I want to take a look here. He had 89 rushing yards, uh, 29 receiving yards, so over 100 scrimmage yards in this game. Didn't have the big multi-touchdown game that maybe you're accustomed to seeing, but hey, he found his way into the end zone to start off scoring in the receiving game, and he continues to be a reliable piece for you throughout this game as well. 3.7 yards per carry, followed up behind by Tony Jones Jr., who only had two carries, but averaged six yards per carry in on those. With 12 carries total. So the Saints doing a great job here. They picked up quite a few of their first downs on the ground as well. 10 of them uh, on the ground as opposed to 9 in the passing game. That's their total 19 first downs there. So the Saints, great job on the run game. Alvin Kamara, great job getting back in on the action. And bouncing back from a pretty uh, tough showing last week. Where he had less than 1 yard per carry. He came in. It was A bit of a workhorse for the Saints here in the run game. Uh, And again, that's part of their changing identity. Next, over on the defensive side, I'm going to give the game ball to, well, who else, right? Demario Davis. Demario Davis was just absolutely outstanding in this game. Ten total, oh, excuse me, eight total tackles. Marshall Lattimore actually had ten tackles in this one. Uh, Eight total tackles for Demario Davis. Two tackles for a loss. Two passes defense. And just sniffed out some incredible plays. He broke up and or let me say he stifled two screen passes in this game. The the click and close or the read and react ability that he has is just absolutely phenomenal. And you continue to see it day in and day out. I'm very excited for Quan Alexander to come back to this team for New Orleans. Yes, Pete Werner did well in um in in Quan Alexander's stead. Uh uh, Pete Werner had two tackles in this game, one solo, but the combo of Demario Davis and Quan Alexander and CJ Garner Johnson, just the energy that those three bring as a unit over on the defensive side is just remarkable. And it's something that makes it so hard for offenses to deal with. Demario was outstanding in coverage in this game. You saw a diving pass break up at one point, past the first down marker. You saw him Carrying guys across the formation near the line of scrimmage, deep down the field. I mean, he was everywhere in this game, just like CJ Gardner Johnson, who will get another game ball later on in the week. But I mean, Demario Davis has helped to revitalize this defense and change the way that defense is played in New Orleans. He showed up in New Orleans after the 2017 season where the, the Saints defense had improved. They had gotten up to 17th, but then he comes in and all of a sudden it goes up to 14th and it goes up to 11th. And then last year it was top five. This year it's looking top five again, at least here in the early goings. Of the season, Demario Davis, there's not enough game balls to go around to the guy. And then finally, over on the special team side, got to give a shout out to Andrew Dowell, who comes in one day removed of the 15 year anniversary of rebirth Steve Gleason's unforgettable punt in the first game, punt block, excuse me, in the first game back in the, at that time, Mercedes Benz Superdome, now Caesar Superdome, after Hurricane Katrina. And it, it was just another one of those moments where you knew that things were just going to go well for New Orleans because they were clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, the passing game wasn't there yet for the offense, and we'll talk about that as we continue on throughout the week and with the new identity that we keep talking about tonight. But when it comes down to it, this team has several ways to win a game. They can do it on the ground like you saw with that punishing, bruising 13-play drive to wrap up the game and ice the game. And of course, the punishing and bruising way that this defense has played, which has been massively physical. So far this season, good to see all of that. And then you add on top of that, the return ability of Deontay Harris and special teams plays like this from Andrew Dowell, Ty Montgomery being a fantastic gunner across from JT Gray, who's an, you know, a second team, all pro special teamer for you already. The Saints team has all of the pieces. It's just finding the rhythm and adjusting to what it is that the identity is now versus what this team will be as they continue on throughout the regular season. Now, of course, like I mentioned, there are several other great performances uh, throughout this game. You had a nice performance from Deontay Harris, not just in special teams, but we have to give him a nod over in the offensive side coming through in some major key third downs to help uh, you know, extend some big drives late in the game. Jameis Winston having a nice game. Some decisions you'd like to see just get reeled back a little bit, but nothing that I saw that really put the Saints to any detriment. He had a great throw On an over route to Juwan Johnson, it looked like Juwan's options just pulled up on the route. He got an earful from not only uh, Sean Payton, but also Jameis Winston. So you see the leadership there. Love what Jameis Winston is looking like when he's on. And I think the Saints are going to be able to keep him on more than not throughout the rest of the season, regardless of what the broadcasters of this this game would have you think. I think over on the defensive side as well, Tonto Passanio, who we were very excited to see get back to health in this game fantastic all over the line of scrimmage. Cam Jordan playing well. Paul Sinadibo. My, Marshawn Lattimore doesn't look like he allowed a catch in this game. There's so many good performances across this game, but those are the game balls here. But we'll highlight from an analytic standpoint, some other individual standout performances in Tuesday's episode. Next, I want to talk about the word that I keep throwing around, identity. What is the New Orleans Saints identity? And what did we learn about the Saints in this win in Foxborough against the New England Patriots? We'll talk about that next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Oftentimes, a lack of identity for teams might come down to having too much going on, too many unknowns, miscommunication. That's what can happen to you if you can't get your TV together as well. That's why I want to tell you about our friends over at Direct TV Stream who can help you get your TV together. No more miscommunications about who's using what account when and trying to watch what and what remote goes to what device, which is where you have this app and that app. No, no, no more of all of that. Get it all together in one place, one package, one device, seamlessly transition from your live sports to your favorite movies to your favorite TV shows with no hassle at all and no annual contract with Direct TV Stream. For more information, go and check them out at directtv.com. That's direct TV dot com they can pull everything that you need together all in one nice nifty little space so that you don't have to you know hey I'll give you this account if you give me this account no more bartering with accounts get everything that you need and again with no annual contract with direct TV stream compatible device is required and content varies by package and every month I get a package in the mail that makes me just elated it's my monthly package of built bars the best tasting protein bars on the market nine incredible flavors that have a little something for everybody. You like coconut, coconut, almond, coconut, all yours. You like fruit and chocolate, raspberry, strawberry, orange, all yours. You like the sweet stuff, as I like to call it. There's a limited edition cookie dough chunk right now that has little cookie dough chunks on top that are covered in 100% chocolate. Doesn't get any better than that. And they're fantastic out of the refrigerator, by the way. That's the way to really enjoy those. You've also got mint brownie. You've got peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, German chocolate. There's so many things for you to choose from here from builtbar.com, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Go ahead and grab yourself a sample box. You can get two of each of their nine regular flavors, 18 bars in total, and save 15% in the process by using promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at builtbar.com. it who nation wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints because i want to talk about identity who are the new orleans saints what did we learn about them from this victory well after week one everyone was convinced that they were going to be an absolute juggernaut an absolute powerhouse after week two everyone was convinced that they were going to be just the bottom of the league the dregs of the league uh, after a tough performance where you're missing all of these pieces all these coaches all these players everything like that now you get a little bit more of a realistic taste of who the New Orleans Saints are right now. And I stress that because what we learned about the New Orleans Saints is that they have a way to win while the offense continues to get in rhythm and continues to evolve because it will. Who are the New Orleans Saints right now? They're a defensive team that can punch you in the mouth in the ground game, and you're okay with that. You'll take that, like I said, 10 times out of 10 if it's going to win you games. And that style will help the Saints win games. We've seen them win games that way. Think back to the 2017 game against the Buffalo Bills where they scored six rushing touchdowns and relied on the defense to take them home and limit that Bills offense with Terod Taylor at the helm. Think back to the Baltimore Ravens game where they ran a 20-play drive and they ran a ton throughout that game as well. And then you think back to some of the victories here over the last couple of years where the Saints have really leaned into the run game A lot of times during the absences of Drew Brees, the Jaguars game, the Bears game with Latavius Murray, this is what the Saints have the ability to do. They are a team that can go out there, run the ball, control the clock, dictate the tempo, and be better than the team in front of them. And that's exactly what we saw with the New England Patriots in this game. Are they going to win every game this way? No. Eventually, this team is going to get back into rhythm in the passing game and open up this field a bit more. But right now, the New Orleans Saints are comfortable being a defensive team that can be conservative on the offensive side. This is what we predicted they were going to look like early on in the season. Week one against the the Green Bay Packers was a shock. Five passing touchdowns in this game. I would have never expected that. Also would have never expected the performance that they put on the field against the Carolina Panthers in week two. But this is a little bit closer to what we expected. We've been saying this would be a majority conservative offense that controls the clock punches you in the mouth, scores touchdowns, and keeps you from doing the same. And that's what the Saints defense right now has the ability to do. Think about the way that some of these players are performing right now. Demario Davis is performing like the best inside linebacker in the NFL. Marcus Williams is performing like the best free-roaming safety in the NFL. Marshawn Lattimore, who's coming off of reported thumb surgery last week, just performed like one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Again, after a great showing week one against Devontae Adams, all the ac- all the accusations about Marshawn Lattimore playing down to competition—he just went up against Nelson Aguilar and pretty much blanked him over on the offensive side. So I think that when you see this team, this is exactly what you want to see from them. You want the team to be comfortable winning tough games like this and just simply being better than the team in front of them. That's why I keep highlighting that 13-play drive. That was a drive in which the Saints offensive line said, we are bigger and stronger than you, the New England Patriots defensive line, and continue to reset the line of scrimmage and pave the way for 55 rushing yards out of the 75 yards that they marched down the field to run the ball down New England's throat. And you want to see them continue to do that. I am so hype right now talking about this because it's fun. It's fun football. It's a good game plan. And it's what Sean Payton can do. Sean Payton is always going to be looked at as this head coach that's going to go out there and throw the ball and beat you in the passing game and all that. And sure, he did that with Drew Brees, but he doesn't have to be that guy. He can continue to put Jameis Winston, who's still learning this offense, that the team is still learning how to operate around in situations that are more advantageous than saying, go out there and win a game on your own with you know the talent around you, which is still good talent. But that's a terrible situation to put a first-year quarterback in your system in. So that's why Alvin Kamara, Tony Jones Jr., the offensive line, Taysom Hill, why these guys still become such a pivotal part of the game plan. And it's great to see the Saints be able to lean on that here in week three, get back on the saddle, and get themselves back into the win column, two and one out of the first three games. You would have been happy with that if the loss would have been to Green Bay. You're happy about it now, especially as they're about to open up in front of a ridiculously raucous crowd in New Orleans that hasn't seen a fully packed Mercedes-Benz Superdome, now Caesars Superdome, since the playoff exit against the Minnesota Vikings a little over a year ago. Saints fans are hungry for this. The Houdat Nation is hungry for this. The New Orleans Saints are hungry for this. If that defense was able to perform that way with no help from a home crowd, I'm very excited to see what they do against a young, you know, error-filled quarterback in Daniel Jones with the noise of the Caesars Superdome. I'm very, very excited to see this identity of the New Orleans Saints continue to be just a problem for opposing teams over these next couple of weeks. And then once you get Mark, excuse me, Michael Thomas back, once you get Eric McCoy back at center, this offense begins to evolve. And that's when it all starts. It's not going to be perfect right away. But once they get all those pieces back, this offense starts to evolve and then we see with the fully realized vision of what this offense is supposed to be under Sean Payton with Jameis Winston at the helm and with all of their weapons available. But hey, for now, give me punch you in the face football any day. More than happy to do it. Look, we're going to be breaking this down from the numbers side tomorrow as well as looking at some more individual performances For Tuesday's episode, which will drop Monday night, and then we'll have our Film Watch Wednesday. That might not drop until Wednesday morning. Just depends on when we get our film, but we'll also be talking to our good friends from over at WWL as well. Uh, Either Ricardo or Doug or Brooke will be coming through for that one. Thursday's Crossover Thursday with Patricia Trainer. Friday is Keys to Victory, and then Saturday we might have another Get You Caught Up With All the Storylines That You Need to Know type of episode before the Saints host the New York Giants in New Orleans. Great win for the New Orleans Saints. We'll continue to break it down every day here on Locked On Saints. Thank you so much again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go and win yourselves some money with Locked On Bets as your second listen today. Your boy Q Lee Sterling, handicapping expert, giving you all the betting advice that you need in less than 30 minutes. We'll be back with you tomorrow, y'all, for everything in between these episodes. Remember, you can always find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.